The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and thank you for tuning in live. If you are tuning in live, most of you are downloading the podcast, and we love that you're following along and know that you're getting some great information about leadership and growing your career and job search. We cover all those topics here, and really that's why I'm here is to help you get the tools and resources that you need to proactively manage your career. And so if you have a topic that you'd like me to cover, I'd love to hear from you. We're going to talk about some exciting new things that are coming to the show today and love to be able to include anything that you'd want to hear about. You can always email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com with your questions, your ideas, anything that you need to know to be able to move your career forward. So today here on The Career Confidant, I want to talk a little bit about leadership transitions. And I think that leadership transitions happen to us in a lot of different ways. So we're going to talk about a a few different types of, of transitions But I want to start with kind of a personal leadership transition story that um, maybe I shouldn't share, but I think it's good for us all to learn lessons from ourselves if we can't learn them from other people. So maybe you can learn from my mistakes here on this one. So I became president of the Colorado Career Development Association, oh, probably maybe about eight years ago now, five to eight years ago, somewhere in there. And... I remember that when a a colleague asked me if I would take on the role, I was very honored, right? And she knew exactly what to say, right? She said, oh, Marie, everyone listens to you. You'll be a great president. Well, she was a great salesperson, um, for sure, and a great counselor. I found later that, of course, this is a volunteer role, and, and really it's just great if they can find somebody to do it. But it was a wonderful experience for me, in a lot of different ways. And one of those ways was going through the transition period, not necessarily when I came in to leadership. I was very excited, of course, had lots of ideas, so many ways that we were going to change the way that we operated. We were going to do things differently. Those of you who are experienced leaders are probably already hearing some of uh, the mistakes that I was making here. And enjoyed my year of leadership, And then it was my time to be past president 
right? A great position in any organization, past president. But when I was making that transition, I learned a few things about what I had done wrong the first time. The person that came in after me was much more diplomatic and gracious than I'm sure I was. And yet still, there was this idea of, you know, we needed to do things new and different, which in some ways puts forth the idea that there was something wrong with the way you're doing things. Or, you know, it it just has that negative edge to it or tone or can. And I... I know just looking back on the way that I handled that initial transition that I'm sure it had more of an edge than it needed to have. That I wasn't really honoring the work that had been done before me. I did, of course, you know, said, oh, build on the great things that people had done. But I didn't really get it. Because I hadn't been there. I didn't really understand what it it felt like on both sides, right? I just knew what it was feeling like coming in. Boy, it was great. And as I watch transitions and, and now have been past president of other organizations and past chairs of other things, I've seen this been done well and not so well. And it really seems to set the tone for leadership within an organization. Particularly, I I guess, and this is just the way things happen, right? When it's not done well, it brings an interesting tone to someone's leadership. It's a very, it could be very aggressive, which again could be a good thing can also be seen as not honoring, again, what, what's gone on in the past. And I've actually seen it kind of divide an organization when a leader stepped up and took that very aggressive role. And so I think as you're going through transitions in leadership, which happen a lot throughout the year, and especially nonprofit organizations, right, they tend to happen at the very beginning of the year or at the at the middle point of the year. And I would just encourage you to think about that. How can you honor what's been done and what's been done well while, of course, setting goals to take things higher and to the next level and all of those wonderful forward-thinking ideas and visions and goals that everybody wants to see and that really make an organization thrive and the balance there. To, and this, I think, is happening a lot in organizations right now with the generational gap. Right, A lot of times I talk to boomers that think that the, the younger generation doesn't value what they bring. And the truth is that they don't because they don't know. Right, You can't value something that you that you don't have experience with in some way or another. Now, some young people might be fortunate enough to have an experience like I had. 
or might be fortunate enough to have parents who really help them see something or another. But the, the truth is that when you're coming into some of those roles and you're making that transition for the first time, you just don't know. So some coaching around how to handle that, some coaching on ways that they'll be followed better as a leader in that transition can be very helpful for someone who's new in a leadership role. Now, it's not always age-based, right? I've seen people in their, oh, I would say maybe mid-60s to early 80s take new roles on in a volunteer organization and and bring a similar tone, right, that they're going to make things better. And, and again, you can say all of those things. It's really about how you say them that can make that difference. The other thing I learned in that transition is that it may not always be the best idea to have the past president or the past chair of whatever or even the past manager for your business unit in the room when you're doing visioning and goal setting. That might be a better one-on-one conversation between the new manager and the, the exiting manager to get those ideas, gather that background, but then the new team has a little bit more ability to talk about the goods and the bads of what happened without it being a a criticism of the person that was in that role. Of course, not all managers are going to maybe even care about that criticism, but I think most of us who take pride in what we do are going to have a little bit of some sensitivity to that that criticism of what things have been. Again, You'll know your organization. You'll know what might be best. In my experience, most of this has been with volunteer organizations. So anything that anybody's done really should be praised, right? I mean, there's a lot to be said for people who give of their time to volunteer for professional associations, for charitable organizations. And in those transitions... Where, where most of my experience is, is very important to make make those clear statements about honoring what the person has contributed in the, in the prior leadership roles, if you will. And I know I've said this before, but I'll just say it again, especially if you're in the, the beginning parts of your career or if you're just thinking about stepping up to leadership at whatever age, I would highly recommend the opportunity to go out there, join a volunteer organization, and take on leadership roles. You'll get there quicker within those volunteer organizations and be able to have some of these experiences and <laughs> make the mistakes like I have without having to do that in a, in a world where it may cost you money, cost you raises, cost you whatever it might be that happens within those managerial roles that you're hoping to take on so think about that if you're new in your career and ways that you might seek out that opportunity to learn some of these things about making transitions one of the things that i think about again with my own career is early in my career i was given a lot of opportunity for leadership, for program development, and this was in the university setting, because the leader in front of me was looking forward, not holding on to any territory, not holding on to anything, 
she was an amazing leader and and really was moving forward in her own career, which really allowed me to feel like I could take her place and and she would be happy for me. And I think that always there's different things that happen in an organization. But that was such an empowering feeling as a team member of that organization. And so, you know, there's some things out there that talk about transitions in leadership and it's kind of a a duh comment. But, you know, as a leader, you're either staying ahead, keeping up, or falling behind. And so if you're thinking about that as a leader, how do you feel? Do you feel like you're staying ahead? How are you helping your team do that as well? And how is your team helping you do that? And how are you all benefiting from that perspective? Do you feel like you're keeping up? If you feel like you're just trying to keep up, there's probably other things your team members could be doing that would help you not feel like you're just keeping up and help them feel like they're moving forward. And then, of course, the last one, falling behind. I think this is one of the hardest things that I've seen other leaders deal with and that I've dealt with myself is that idea that if you are falling behind, it's usually because you're trying to do too much. Some of that might be focus. Some of that might be goal setting. A lot of that is probably not giving enough to your team, not building a team, whatever that looks like. Independent business owners tend to be the worst at it, right? Because you're counting those cents and and you know that if you pay someone else to do X, Y, or Z, it's going to eke into your profitability. But your inability to be staying ahead is cutting into your profitability too, right? So think about yourself if you're in a leadership position right now. Where do you feel like you are? Are you staying ahead? Are you keeping up? Are you falling behind? So we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to continue to talk about transitioning, talk about a few other types of leadership transition. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit also about leaving a legacy and We'll be right back in just a few minutes. So keep talking about our our transitions in leadership here on The Career Confidant. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive. They shake up your status quo, get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow, and move you in new directions. 
You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays for our special series on transforming your business. Learn how to become the transformation leader who looks ahead to the next wave of innovation on transforming your business with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Tuesdays, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, on the Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about transitions. So we've been talking a little bit about making a transition as a leader and how that that process really can set the tone for your new leadership if you're coming into leadership and being a little bit more aware of how you honor what the leaders have done in the past as you take on that new role and of course are wanting to set a vision and drive constant improvement, however you want to phrase it, in that balance, really, of honoring what's been done and moving things forward. So, and maybe one of the best ways, and we didn't talk about this, of course, is to ask the person who's that outgoing leader what they would have want to see done, what they'd do differently, all of those great questions that can make your movements as a new leader more effective, right? And really rooted in some kind of research or whatever you want to call it, as well as honoring that person in a very sincere, deep way of what they've done and what their value has been, what they've learned, and the intelligence that they can pass on to you. And again, a great move for a younger leader or newer leader coming in to really have that conversation with your boss or with that person that's leaving, whatever it might be, having that exploratory conversation probably set you up for much more success as you set your vision, you set your new aggressive goals than doing that in a vacuum. So hopefully you can learn a little bit um, from my experience instead of having to make those mistakes yourself. But I want to talk a little bit about other types of transition. And we talked a little bit a while ago about managing change. And this is similar. But thinking about that if you're not 
open to change. You're not looking for those changes. You're not looking for ways that you're going to need to adapt to future changes. You're really falling behind already. And I think I see this in so many different places as the world starts to change faster. People of all ages, of all walks of life, hold on tighter, right? None of us like change. And even those of us who like change, like I will tell you I like change, but then when you try to change something that I really don't want you to change, I'll do it too. Right? We are creatures of habit, whatever cliches you want to say. And I see it with changes in my own city government. I see it in changes within organizations, see it within changes within the industry. And like I said, I'm just as guilty of it. And I have to sit back and really think, okay, am I dismissing that idea because I really don't think that's the trend and that's where things are headed? Or am I dismissing that idea because I don't want to go there, right? And those are two very different things. But if you are in leadership or you're thinking about taking on a leadership role, these are parts of the transition or change management, whatever you want to call it, that we have to be thinking about. Are you really looking at where things are going and how you're going to need to transition to get there versus doing what you know, doing what feels comfortable. And those are, you know, challenging questions to ask. I think the hard part about any transition in terms of leadership is that there is usually a point that if you haven't taken action for that transition, you've already fallen behind. And usually that is earlier than you would think it needs to be, right? You've got to make that action earlier than what you would need to be. So if you think about, you know, that kind of bell curve growth cycle of a business and, and you know, thinking back to my um, learnings here from Michael McQueen, who talks about kind of staying ahead of the curve here, that if you wait to change until you've started to realize that you're on the downslope, it's too late, Right? You've got to make that change really even before you get to the pinnacle to keep the growth happening. And that's the challenge for all of us as leaders is how can you manage that transition? Now, thankfully, from my experience anyways, those two things go hand in hand. That if you are looking forward in terms of your business, industry, however big it makes sense for your vision to be, not only will you hopefully, (laughs) not all the time, but sometimes be able to make that transition before you hit the downslope, from my experience, you'll also be, have a more engaged team, be a less, if possible, in some way, a less haggard leader, right? Because you're not trying to do everything yourself. You're passing those things onto your team so that you can look forward and you can see what's coming up next. 
and your team is is also on that path with you. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that might make it easier for you to be this kind of a leader. We just talked about one of them. And some of these things are going to come from Ivy Business Journal. If you want to look it up, Ivy Business Journal, Navigating Through Leadership Transitions. But thinking about that adaptability or openness to change. And I do think that all of us have to take a very active role in this. I think no matter how good we are at these things, when we really need to do it, we're probably not going to want to do it because none of us want to change those things that are really core and, and fundamental. And we always obviously have to be looking at what is core and what needs to say the same. And then how can we meet those new demands and the new things that are happening? This is one of the things I think that leaders struggle with in some ways is realizing that change is going to happen and it's just how you manage it, how you deal with it, all of those other things that we heard about. And you hear it all the time, but I see leaders struggle with it all the time. Can you really be open to it? Can you really take a hard look at what your organization is doing to be able to be open to that change? Then, of course, and this kind of comes into what I was talking about with my my boss at the university, that that self-awareness in terms of being able to be okay and not and it's not territorial, but not protective. Because you know that you are moving forward and nobody's, there's no reason to be scared. There's no reason to hold on tight. You're moving forward, everybody's moving forward with you and that's better for the organization than everybody holding on to their stapler, right? It, that that doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for the organization. And part of that self-awareness is also being able to build up others because you're building up yourself. And I think the two go hand in hand. If you're not working on yourself, it means usually you're threatened when others are working on themselves. Not going to work for anybody. So, as we're thinking about being good as a leader in this transition, um, the next thing that, that I'm looking at here is leadership maturity. goes back to my early mistakes, right? Of course, as we go through leadership transitions and we are more experienced as a leader, we're going to be better at it. Not always. But in, as, a, as a rule, hopefully. So thinking about if you do have a new leader that you're coaching who's going through transition, how can you help them learn some of these things faster, not have to make all of these mistakes, and being able to lead the transition within their own leadership and within whatever organization that you're, that you're within. Thinking about leadership resilience, and this is something that I wouldn't have come up with without this 
this Ivy Business Journal article here. But it's that ability, resilience, obviously, to, to rebound when things go wrong. And I think this kind of goes along with that maturity. The more that you're in situations, the more you understand that you'll rebound might also be a good coaching point with a new leader if you're working with one. And to think about if you're in that position, how can you be more resilient? What is going to help you bounce back faster? And, you know, a lot of that is being able to really reflect and see why it happened. What is it that you can change? What can't you change? Let that go. Change what you can change so that you can be a better leader next time. Strategic thinking, I'm drawn to leaders like this, obviously, because I I also am drawn to that strategic visionary persuasion, not always a strength, definitely good in that transition, right? You're, you're easily, more easily able to look forward and not worry so much about the details. Of course, we need leaders who are worried about the details, but those if that's your style, you can tend to hold on more than you need to. So think about that. If you know that's your style, it's a strength. Flaunt it. Use it. Look out for that double-edged sword part of it. That means you might hold on to things more than you need to and not be helping your team look forward in a way that develops everybody and moves everybody in the same direction. Last, of course, business acumen. If we're going to transition, we need to know where our industry is going. We need to know where our career is going. We need to know what the next new product needs to be. All of those pieces that come with learning about the business help for that. Again, going to be a a downfall, a, a, a struggle, obstacle for your newer leader. The more that you as a new leader or you training a new leader can get them involved in the business, help them see the industry trends, help them understand that business, the better off everyone will be so that they can help transition themselves, their team, products, all of the parts of the business to the next level. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. We've talked about transitioning. We've talked about some of the traits that might help someone be good in transition. I'm going to talk a little bit about leaving a legacy and share a few other things that will help you be great in transition if you're looking to move forward. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
Conversations concerning money can be a bit daunting. There can be limitations with building wealth. And in general, people don't want to discuss their money. Until now. Listen each week for Conversations with Money, featuring Franco Calajuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our guests make money the conversation piece. How to build and maintain wealth, working with charities, and money and family members. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about leadership transitions and Part of why I wanted to talk about this is it's a topic that's been on my mind and thinking about it since, oh, probably last July when my Rotary Club went through leadership transitions and it just brought back up that experience that I had had years ago as as past president, president of the Colorado Career Development Association. Part of the other reason is I've been working with a lot of colleagues lately who are in transition and talking about this idea of leaving a legacy. And leaving a legacy, I think, is the dream, the hope, the vision of many of us. Whether that's leaving a legacy for our family, right? we want to leave a legacy financially, or we want to leave a legacy for our kids that we were fill-in-the-blank, right? A, a a great citizen, a person who gave back to the community, a great business leader. We all have a different idea of the legacy we want to leave, but a lot of us have that idea that we want to leave this legacy. Perhaps the most challenging part of that is figuring out what we want that legacy to be, because at some point we might have to choose, right? And I'm familiar with a colleague who seems to be trying to make that choice of does the person want to leave a legacy in terms of the industry and the work that they've done to move the industry forward or do they want to leave a financial legacy for their family not necessarily mutually exclusive but the choice between those two things often is driving their business decisions. And so that idea of what is that legacy that you want to leave, and, you know, people talk about it in terms of purpose or whatever words they want to use. But that vision, and oftentimes maybe those competing visions are driving our choices, right? Especially as you get towards the end of your career. But I think even throughout our career, younger 
professionals, younger leaders are thinking about that in some way, although those may not be the words that they would use. You're thinking about what is it that you want to be known for, all of those bigger questions that can help us or hinder us in making these leadership transitions, right? If you know where you're going, again, kind of the thing I've been talking about, it, it's a lot easier to keep moving. It seems pretty simple, but it's very challenging, right, for us to make those decisions, for us to, most of the time, to eliminate things or focus in on something feels like we're eliminating things, and we struggle with that. That vision, that that where you're going, that desire to leave a legacy, also brings up this idea of that to leave a legacy, you have to leave. Right? People talk about you want to leave a legacy when you pass away, or if you want to leave a legacy at a, com- at a company, it implies that you're leaving. And I see a lot of people who say they want to leave a legacy who then have a huge issue leaving, letting go, passing on their knowledge to someone else with the full awareness that that person is going to take it and make it different. That's how it works. Right? If they continued doing the exact same thing you've done, it wouldn't leave a legacy. Why? Because if we keep doing what we've always done, we're not going to always get what we've always got, right? Thank you, Thomas Friedman, for that one. The world is moving fast. Things are changing. And if that person that you're trying to hand off your legacy to does things exactly the way you've always done them, they will fail. They will lose money. Their organization will suffer whatever type of organization it is. So thinking about if you really want to leave a legacy, if you're at that point in your career, what are you doing today to build that person up who will carry your legacy forward? What are you doing today to provide them with the tools that they need to do that? What are you doing today that's holding them back What aren't you giving them that they need to be able to do that? Because this idea of leaving a legacy is great. Whether that's for your family, within your business, within your organization. But to do that, you have to give up something. And you have to let it evolve. And I think that that's where a lot of us as leaders struggle. Because even if you like change, when somebody starts changing what you've done, what you've worked hard to create, it is going to push that button. I promise. I've seen it with all different types of leaders. You can deny it to me and I would would watch you and bet that it's there. So acknowledging that, instead of thinking that you can beat it, it's probably going to be a good solution for you, right? You're going to struggle with that. You're going to struggle with people doing it differently than you do. 
So thinking about some other things that might help with that. One, of course, is this idea of purpose. Where are you going? What are you wanting to leave that legacy for? Because if you know where you're going, you won't be holding on for dear life to where you're at. Then thinking about people. And we talked about that when you're looking forward, it often means that your team is moving forward and everybody's developing, right? Put those people first. Develop them. Fight your instincts if you have them. Not all people do, but I find a lot of us do. Fight that instinct to feel threatened. If you develop those great people, you will go great places too, right? There's, there's not a, that's not mutually exclusive. Then we've talked about awareness and being aware of your own, uh, your own buttons when you start to feel that you know, don't steal my cheese kind of feeling. And how can you let them do it anyways? There will be more cheese. Right? There will be more cheese. Let them take it. Let them grow. So thinking about how you can move forward as, as a leader it's and that transition and leaving a legacy and all of those great things that we all want to do I think the only person getting in our way of doing that is us we have trouble focusing we have trouble deciding what type of legacy we want to leave and really determining what that looks like Then we have trouble leaving, right? We have trouble letting go. We have trouble letting that great thing that we've started flourish and become something different because we want it to be what we've created. But if it's just what we've created, it'll die. And if we can see that, we might have a lot better luck. And then focusing on others instead of ourselves, right? Know you, know your push points. Then put all of your energy into developing those other people. I've met leaders who seem to thrive on the idea that they've created a team that doesn't need them. They seem to thrive on the idea that they've created an organization that will live on and That is a great place to be. That is a great place to be. Where you can let go of that feeling of having to control, having to hold on, needing to drive it for it to be driven, and to be able to let go. I think that's the challenge for most of us, especially when we've spent a long time developing something that is great. And I see this a lot with business owners more than with any other 
type of leader, but sometimes with managers who've been in that role for a long time, right? It's your baby. You grew it. You built it. You know it. And you know how to do it best, right? But again, what what got us to where we are isn't going to get us where we want to be. And that's Malcolm Gladwell. But thinking about that it has to change to survive, right? It has to change to survive. It has to. There are very few things today that exist the way they did probably even five years ago and are successful. So think about that. It has to change to survive. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes. We're going to finish up our talk here about leadership transitions and tell you about some very new, exciting things that are coming to you right here on the Career Confidant this year in the remainder, I guess, of 2015. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you are in sales, do you repeatedly face the same challenges over and over? Slumping sales, job security worries, trying to get your brand off the ground. It's time to come over to a new way of thinking. It's time for Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Down with Malcolm Evans, the Sales Accent Guide. You'll hear what works today to keep you at the top of your sales game and increase your business directly from some of the most respected voices of the sales world. Tune in Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about leadership transitions. So we've talked about this idea of transitioning into or out of leadership, some of the pitfalls there in terms of honoring where things have been, tapping into that knowledge of the person who is exiting the organization, exiting leadership, or even if they're taking a step up and they're still going to be your boss, but everybody's, everybody's moving on up, tapping into that knowledge to honor where you've been 
before we start talking about moving forward, right? We've talked about some of the ideas, traits, characteristics that will help you be better in transition, right? That that openness to change, self-awareness, your ability to be in leadership positions. Again, seek those out elsewhere, not just within your organization. There are so many opportunities for you to give back to your community or whatever it is, give back to your industry and get some great experience for yourself. And then we were talking a little bit about this idea of purpose and and leaving a legacy and really paying attention to the others that you're developing, especially when you start to feel that little twinge of, you know, not quite sure that that I want these people to make this change. They're screwing it up. And that's often how we feel, right? They're screwing it up. Well, let's let's let them develop and make and make that decision. And maybe we'll learn some things, maybe they'll learn some things and and we'll all move forward instead of falling behind or trying to catch up. So thinking about this idea and if you're interested I also was looking at the Forbes article by Mike Myatt Mike Myatt um, five transitions great leaders make that average leaders don't in Forbes five transitions great leaders make that average leaders don't so thinking about this transition and um, talked about some of the transitions that I've made in the past and today was a very exciting day in in my world and actually in yours if you've been listening to the show because today I took on leadership of one of the leading organizations in my industry which is the Career Thought Leaders Consortium and the Resume Writing Academy which is training career thought leaders, convening career thought leaders to advance the profession and help you all as leaders and job seekers or career professionals, if you are listening in as a career professional, to have better outcomes, be able to manage your career better. All of the drivers that we know that help you be successful in your career, that's what this organization is is doing. Setting the trends, training the training the trainers, training those career professionals. So what that means for you as a listener is that I now have access to this great pool of international masterminds in the career field. And they will be coming on to the show, hopefully very frequently, to share their insights, their strategies, their tools with you. So we've got people that can talk about international career management, international resumes. There's just a whole new world of topics that are are things that I don't specialize in that I'm very excited to be able to bring to the show, bring to you as listeners so that your toolbox continues to fill in and overflows to help you manage your career. Now, I've got to tell you, the two ladies that that founded this organization that have have passed this torch to me have been 
models of this transition that we've been talking about, this idea of, of transition, in terms of, of knowing that they're leaving this legacy, knowing that I'll do things differently, knowing that I'll probably mess a few things up, and that's, that's going to happen, but that they are, they are expanding exponentially what they've done and also moving forward themselves into different types of businesses, into different things that they've wanted to do with their time and their lives, right? And it's been an, a pleasure. And one of the, the ladies, if you've listened to the show, uh, Louise Kersmark was on the show a few weeks ago, not too long ago, talking about trends in resumes, right? This, these are individuals who are the epitome of looking forward, of seeing the trends and of developing others to realize those trends so that everybody can move forward. And what a great, what a great way to be as a leader it's just been an amazing transition so I hope that the the topics that you want to learn about you'll share with me that that I can bring some experts in to talk about topics that are are important to you things that are, are going on out there in the career world and that you, as, as you go back into your work, go back into even your job search and think about how are you handling transition? Are you keeping ahead? Are you just keeping up? Or are you falling behind? And even as a job seeker, I see people in that, those categories. Those who are falling behind usually have a hard time transitioning what they've done into a new business, transitioning what they've done into a new industry, having that ability to look forward, see how your skills are going to add value in the next job, in the next century. That's our challenge today as professionals, job seekers, leaders, business owners is that things are moving so fast that if we don't take the time to look ahead we will automatically see ourselves falling behind and so I just want to leave you today with a few tips in thinking about how you want to be a leader My first transition tip here would be to honor those that came before you, to really learn from them so you don't have to make their mistakes, right? And to be more effective and faster in moving forward. The second would be to be aware and to realize that when push comes to shove, we all struggle with change. 
we all have those places, those projects that we don't want anybody to touch. Those are most likely the things that probably need change the most. So be aware and be open to that idea, which is going to be harder than it sounds. The third, and I think this is maybe the most fun once you get there, is to focus on those that are coming after you. Focus on giving them what they need to be better than you. Focus on giving them what they need to get you out of your job. Because guess what? If they're good enough to get you and put you out of a job, it means you're on to something better. Because you're looking forward. And you're moving forward too. So stay tuned. And keep right here on the Career Confidant Because in the coming weeks, we're going to have some exciting things for you. And I look forward to sharing expertise and to answering any questions that I can to keep your career moving forward and you proactively managing where you're going as a leader and as a professional. We'll see you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.